This is the Lubetkin on Communications podcast for Thursday, March 28th, 2019. Welcome to the Lubetkin on Communications podcast. I'm Steve Lubetkin, your host, Podcast Steve on Twitter. In this program, we talk to people in the public relations, communications, and journalism fields about their activities. And we also present interesting seminar panels and conferences being conducted around the country. Employees have limited time to spend with communication, so they're reading less, scanning more, and hitting the delete button faster. Visual content like infographics, slide shares, and photo essays are some ways to capture employees' attention quickly and convey important content. On April 30th from noon to 1, the IABC Philadelphia chapter is going to hold an online webinar about infographics, how to create them and create other visual content that stands out. The presenter is Alyssa Zeff, vice president with Davison Company, who's going to share some examples of visual content used for employee communication and give some ideas on how you can ditch the text-only approach. Alyssa has more than 20 years of agency and in-house communications experience. She offers strategic counsel, communications planning, project management, and creative implementation skills to clients including BlackRock, BD, DICOM, and American Water. Before she joined Davison Company, Alyssa was the Senior Director of Global Corporate Communications and Public Relations for BD, a leading global medical technology company. She oversaw all internal communications, corporate communications, and public relations worldwide. She began her career at PR agencies in New York, where she promoted leading sports, consumer, food, and healthcare brands. Alyssa joined us on the podcast over Zoom from her office in North Jersey. Alyssa, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Steve. So you're going to be presenting this webinar for IABC Philadelphia, and it's open to anyone who wants to uh, register for it, to help people understand how to use infographics effectively to communicate data and information. Why don't we start by defining infographics the, by the book definition and then some other types of content that could be considered infographics? An infographic by the book is visually representing data or information. So that's what I think most people are familiar with. But what I call visual content, um, which is a larger umbrella, um, which infographics are included in, is anything that helps tell a story visually. So things like photo slideshows or slide shares or graphics and charts that aren't by the definition, a full infographic. So I think there's a lot of ways to, to share information visually without feeling like, oh, I have to put together a, a, this whole huge infographic. Now, this has a lot to do with the different ways that people learn and, and are able to engage with information. Um, how do you know when visual is going to work better than using, say, text or even audio like we're doing now? First and foremost, there's always a place for visual no matter what you're creating. We know today people stopped reading. They just don't read. They scan um, and they look for visual cues um, in the content that they're reading. So I think there's always a place for visual content. Um, And I think what we know about it is that it helps people process quicker and it helps them retain more. And this just has to do with how adults learn information and process information. Um, so I think that 
most of us as communicators are probably, you know, communication majors or writing majors, and we're so used to the written word. Um, and today we're being forced to think more, much more visually than we ever did. Um, so I think that in response to the question of when do you use it, there's always a place for it. Um, it doesn't replace the written word, it complements it. So what are the things that you encourage people to do to create visual content? What are some of the best practices and what are some of the things that people are commonly doing that maybe they should avoid? First of all, I think people start with writing. Um, and even if they want it to be visual, they very often start by writing down everything that they want to say. And that goes as, again, because we're all writers by trade. I think one and we're getting a little bit ahead of what I might be revealing in the, in the webinar, but one, uh, one great tip is think visually. When you st first start thinking about the story, draw it. You don't have to be a great you know, artist to do this. Just sketch. Like if I was going to bring this to life visually, what would it look like? What would that story look like? Um, so I think that's an interesting way to get started because it just trains our brains to think a little bit differently about how we're going to present the content. In the webinar, which you have mentioned, uh, you're going to be revealing things. What uh, what do you hope to accomplish in the short time frame that we're going to have for the webinar? Uh, and what are the next steps for people if they do attend? So I think first and foremost, I want them to understand the importance of visual content, infographics or otherwise, why this is so important today. Um, I think probably if they're joining, they have a good baseline knowledge of that, but really to understand the challenges that they're facing with their audiences right now. Um, and then I really want to share some best practices and tips, but also make it very accessible for them and easy for them. Not everybody has access to a graphic designer or a full design team. And so they may often dismiss the idea of creating visual content because they don't have designers. But there are some great tools out there today to help people do this themselves um, and to help people think visually. And that's what I'm hoping they can take away, that they walk away with saying, wow, I want to do this and I can do this without feeling overwhelmed. Without revealing anything terribly surprising, I'm old enough to remember when uh, creating computer graphics was the uh, task of an expensive high-end workstation, and you could only rent out uh, the people to do that. You didn't have PowerPoint. You didn't have the other visual and graphics tools that you have today. What are some of the ones that you find that are uh, both uh, well-designed and also cost-effective for people? Well, as cost-effective as it comes is a service called Canva, which is free. Um, so that's about as cost-effective as you get. It's going to be personal taste. There's another one, Adobe Spark, um, which has some fees associated with it. So it's personal taste and comfort for how people like to work. Um, many of these are templated. So you're starting from a very basic template that you get to pick. You notice this with websites. This is the way that people are creating websites now too um, when it's a do-it-yourself. There's a ton of templates out there and you can just drag and drop, if you will, um, all the way to services where you can do it yourself, but you get to infuse a lot more of your own creative thinking. Um, so I think in response to your question, um, depending on what people are trying to accomplish, there is a, a range of tools out there. What are some of the common mistakes that people make uh, when they start designing visual infographics themselves? 
first and foremost is too many words. Um, they're still thinking through content and they're just adding a graphic to the same amount of words that they would have had if it was a written piece. Um, while that's a nice practice because it helps break up text, which we know is good for readers, um, when you're thinking about telling a story visually, it's about cutting the words and replacing them with visuals. I think another mistake is when people try and over-design. So if it gets over-complicated and it's, still, it's too confusing for people to follow, remember, regardless of what you're telling, there's still a story. So it should have a beginning, a middle, and end, and it should be easy for people to follow. So over-designing and just because, oh, I really like this image, can we put it in there somewhere? It really needs to fit into a story. And uh, the other, the flip side of that, obviously, is you've worked with a number of big companies over the years. What are some of the uh, standout examples of good visual content that you've been able to help clients design? So one that I'm particularly proud of is we were helping a large pharmaceutical company communicate their compliance. Um, and compliance can be a very sort of finger-wagging feel. And there are a lot of rules out there. And this was about stepping away from the rules and really helping people feel why this was important. So it became a very, very visual campaign with very few words. Um, an infographic was part of it, sort of what similar to a decision tree, but also some very robust images about making decisions and things like that. And it was very emotional. So I think what was nice about that and the reason why we went to such a visual approach was to step away from the thinking and get people to start feeling about why that was important. So infographics and visual content are the current kind of uh, benchmark for how people do these things. What do you think is coming in the future? What kinds of new technologies are you keeping your eye on for conveying visual content? Well, I mean, I think um, moving images, we, we video obviously we know isn't going anywhere, but I think we're going to see a lot more um, shorter, tighter, easier to access um, video. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more customization. In other words, so if I go to, so it, we see this in our personal lives. So I'm thinking about employee communication, which is probably a, a few years behind. But, you know, what I'd love to see is a little more personalization for internal communication. So when I log on to my internet, it knows who I am, it knows what I want, it knows what I'm looking for, and it's very digestible and easy to access. Alyssa Zeff is a vice president with Davison Company, a consulting group in northern New Jersey. She'll be presenting a webinar on infographics for the International Association of Business Communicators, Philadelphia chapter, on April 30th from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get more information about the webinar and about IABC Philadelphia by visiting iabcphilly.org. Alyssa. Thanks for taking the time to be with us on the podcast and good luck with the webinar. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. And we have to pay the bills a little bit for these podcasts. I'd like to remind you about my book with Toronto podcaster Donna Papacosta. It's called The Business of Podcasting, How to Take Your Podcasting Passion from the Personal to the Professional. 
It's available on the Amazon Kindle and in trade paperback. More information at thebusinessofpodcasting.com. We produce this program in the studios of Professional Podcasts, a division of the Lubetkin Media Companies based in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, on the web at beingthemedia.com. For everyone at IABC Philadelphia and here at the Lubetkin Media Companies, I'm Steve Lubetkin. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.